Amen. Okay, uh, once again, Emily, thank you so much. Uh, so good to hear your story um, and, uh, and reflect on, on God working in our lives. Amen? Okay, well, we're on a hard stop at 10 o'clock, right? <laughs> so uh, let's open our Bibles to the book of Isaiah, actually, and uh, we're going to get rolling with this uh, message. Um, we're going to talk today about, uh, we're diving off into our sermon series on the book of Philippians, okay? And so I want to kind of review a little bit what we've done so far this year. So our theme for the year is all things new, based out of Revelation 21.5, believing that God, amen, is in the business of taking things that are worn, weary, tired out, uh, struggling, exhausted, and making things new. Can I get a witness of the need for the theme of all things new? If I hear one more, uh, by the way, I hit my start button. If I hear one more uh, uh, in my own mind saying, I'm so tired of this COVID stuff, I'm so ready for it to be over. I think I say that about a million times a day. Anyways, but even in the meantime, God can make all things new. You know, Isaiah, um, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 30 and 31, even youths grow tired and weary. So even young, young guys like Brad Schultz, you know, can grow tired and weary. Uh, but And young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Amen? They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I'm doing something during this message that I have never done in my 29 or so years of preaching. You want to know what that is? I'm wearing tennis shoes to preach. But they're really, amen, I got a clap for that. That's awesome. Uh, but I got new shoes this past week. How do you feel when you get a new pair of shoes? Just doesn't everything feel better? Uh, I mean, it just feel revived. And, and something about new running shoes, which these are, it's just you're in the store and they're shiny and you got all this running paraphernalia, you know, around and you just feel like, I think I may just, just the presence of new shoes, right, makes me want to go for a run. Well, forget that idea, okay? Because <laughs> you get like eight steps into it, like, what was I thinking? No, the point, though, is that God gives us new shoes spiritually and can do that every day. Amen? Uh, God gives us a new mind, a new heart, a new unity like we studied in the book of Ephesians. So the book of Philippians is all about a new mind or a renewed mind. How we think. You know, the Bible says to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Did you ever really think about how do you love God with all of your mind? Uh, the mind is a huge thing spiritually. Our collective mind as a church is a big deal and in need of renewal. Amen? So we're going to look at the Philippians, book of Philippians for this purpose. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You know, we find the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians in an extremely challenging, anxious in discouraging circumstances. Where is he when he wrote the book of Philippians? He's in prison, right? The churches are struggling. He's struggling. His friends are leaving him. 
Uh, he can't escape. He can't communicate very well. It is challenging, right? And yet we find in the book of Philippians the most profound, I believe, uh, 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 letter written about peace and joy uh, in the whole uh, scriptures. And so what have, how, why was that? Because of what was going on internally in the Apostle Paul, not his external circumstances. And I really believe we need that message today because we don't know what's going to go on with COVID. We don't know what's going to go on with racial relations in our country. We don't know what's going to go on in our own lives. Are you, are you with me here? There's a, all kinds of external circumstances that we would just kind of wish it would just get better, right? Until that time, we can have things go on in our own minds, in our own hearts, and our own souls that will bring us life and joy in peace. Amen? Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of our minds brings about incredible transformation. The world, you know, in Ephesians we learned about that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the forces of evil. These forces of evil are real, and they are trying to work on your mind. They are trying to get your mind to conform to its pattern. The word is syschematizo. So it has this, the world has a scheme. Satan has a scheme to get your mind thinking dark patterns of thought, which take us further from God. Anxiety, depression, you know, stress, these types of things, okay? But be transformed. Metamorph, metamorpho is the word. Meta change morph from the inside out, like a like a caterpillar changes, not just doesn't add a bigger, you know, leg. Doesn't get new running shoes, the caterpillar does, to go faster. It changes complete form. What a, what a creation of God. Isn't God cool? Can we just talk about God's creation for a minute and just glorify Him? How on earth did that happen? Only God, right? But that's an illustration, a picture of what can happen to our own minds and souls and hearts and lives. Philippians, more than any other, is a window into how the Apostle Paul thinks. But Paul himself said, we have the mind of Christ. So it's about the, how Jesus thinks and how that changes how Paul thinks, as well as the Holy Spirit in the Apostle Paul is transforming him and ultimately the mind of God. So the goal of the study of our book is to study Paul's mindset in in essence, to study as well our own mindset, okay? To examine our thinking, to examine our thoughts, and together to be deeply convicted that we're going to refuse to let the thought patterns of the world conform our church's thought pattern, our individual's thought patterns, but to be transformed by the renewing of the thought patterns of the Holy Spirit within us. And the result, regardless of our circumstances, we can learn the secrets, like Paul said in Philippians 4, the secrets to being filled with the same peace and joy we find in the Apostle Paul. Ultimately, it's the peace and joy of Christ. Amen? So I want to talk about three keys in the 13 minutes I have left. Three keys to the...
of the mind. First of all is mind awareness. The first key is mind awareness. In other words, a lot of times we just think that what we think or feel is just, that's just the way it is. Actually, we, we, we're, we need to become aware that the emotions that we have comes from thoughts that we have. And the thoughts that we have aren't, we're not just a victim to our own thoughts. They are sourced from somewhere. The question is whether they're sourced ultimately in God or are they sourced ultimately in the world, okay? So the truth is we have thought patterns or thought narrations. There's stories going on in our own mind, in our own thought patterns, that's, that when we're largely unaware of them, we are a victim to them. But when we become aware of the story that is being told, then we can take away its power if it's an ungodly and dark story. But until we're aware, we're easy prey for the accusations of Satan. I want to look over in Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to look at a thought pattern of the Apostle Peter, and then how Jesus responded to that, okay? Matthew chapter 16, in verse 21, it says, From that time, so Peter had, Peter had just declared that Jesus was the Christ. He was the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Well done, Peter. This has only been revealed to you by my Father who's in heaven. So at this point, Peter's, what's his thought pattern? Probably like yours and I would be, yeah, that's right, boy. You know, I got this going on. I got this thing down. Jesus, me and Jesus, right? And, uh, um, and then uh, uh, God always humbles us when we get a little too high on ourselves. It's from that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many Things. Wait a second. Hey, you're the Messiah. You're the King of Kings. You're going to save Israel. We're going to rule the world, and I'm right by your side, Jesus. Comfort, power, glory, right? Mind pattern going on. Um, but Jesus is like, mm, suffering. Messiah is a suffering servant. Uh, many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes. And be killed. And be raised up on the third day. I'm sorry, I missed the raised up part. All I'm hearing is killed. Okay? Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. It's pretty cool that Jesus created an environment of openness, didn't he? He began to rebuke him saying, God forbid it, Lord. This shall never happen to you. But he, Jesus, turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. See, Jesus knew who was working in the mind of Peter. It wasn't, his battle wasn't against Peter. It wasn't against flesh and blood. It was against the forces of evil who were already trying to darken Peter's mind. Get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me, for you're not setting your mind. Setting your mind on God's interests, but man's. See, Peter was unaware of the story that was going on in his own mind. But it wasn't a story of God. It was the story of man. It was the story of flesh. It was the story of evil. He's like, well, what do you mean? What, why is uh, comfort? That's not necessarily evil. Listen, anything that's going to, a story that tells us to take us away from intimacy with God in the purpose and the will of God, which Jesus knew was to go all the way through the cross, 
um, is of the devil. Okay? Let me catch up to my notes. Peter's mindset was being conformed by the world. Success, comfort, power, victory. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Your stumbling block, this thought pattern, this narration is of the world. It's not of God. And we're going to set your mind on the truth. Okay? And uh, uh, Jesus did that graciously and patiently and firmly with Peter. You know, when, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, but, but I believe this is all of us, right? All of us, all of us have to become aware of what are the thought patterns, what are the narrations going on that I put God into that may not be of God. Because Satan is an accuser. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. Okay? And he speaks his native tongue. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, Paul says, When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. Um, but when I became a man, I did away with childish things. Paul is saying, my thought process needs to mature. And I have turning points from when I used to think this way, but now I don't think this way anymore. Amen? This is the goal of the study of Philippians, is to see Paul's thought processes because he deals with anxiety, depression, discouragement, loneliness, doubt, everything that we can deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, Paul deals with and shares about in the book of Philippians, but then how his thoughts are set on Jesus, set on God, set on the Spirit, set on the truth, and he matures. Um, let me share with you a little bit about how, just a small example of how I've learned to work this in my own life, okay? For example, I, you may not know this, but I'm a, a preacher, okay? <laughs> and so, so I tend to preach. So here's some of the thoughts that can go through my head, even during the sermon itself. This message is lame. This is so lame. You are shanking, just like Tim Bernicke says not to do right before you get up. Don't shank, bro. You're shanking once again. This is completely ineffective. Why are you even doing this? Why are you doing this? Because this, not only this message is lame, you're lame. You're lame. Why do you, who do you think you are that you should be giving God's message? This is the most important message that these people were ever here, and here you put yourself in this position. What were you thinking? You've, you're failing. You're a failure. You've always been a failure. God is so disappointed. God is so disappointed in you. Just like your dad's so disappointed in you. Just like you're so disappointed in yourself. Now, this is all in the introduction <laughs> of a sermon. Are you with me? Okay. And this is where what, what has to happen is somewhere in me, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, my mind has to say, Stop! Get behind me, Satan. Amen? Are you with me? My job is to be faithful to the, the, the powers in the message, not the messenger. My job is to be faithful to it, not to deliver it perfectly. So let it go. Let it go. Don't hold back anymore. I've been re-inspired by Jayada uh, singing that song to me uh, every hour of the day. Isn't that right, sister? Okay, um, 
And uh, uh, so just, just be faithful. Just do your message. And by the way, well done, not perfect servant, but good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. I actually am proud of you. Come and share in your master's happiness. And by the way, it always has been, it always will be, uh, not about you, but about my grace. So will you relax and be yourself? I got you. Let's not make this about you. Amen. Right? Amen? Anybody else? Do you recognize any, Do you see that, that stinking, thinking, downward spiral? Do you see how that can take you dark and deep? None of us are beyond that. But are you aware of your stinking thinking? Or do you just think, that's actually true? See, Satan wants you to not be aware. Satan wants you to believe the lie. That's why he stands in Revelation says, and he accuses you night and day. But the saints overcome him by the word of their testimony and the blood of Jesus. What are your triggers? What are your emotions? What are the thought patterns behind these emotions? Are they of the flesh? Are they of the world? Or are they of God? Are you thinking like a child still? Or are you thinking like an adult? It's not a one-time thing. It's a graduation day we can do every day. Amen? Let your heavenly thought father parent and reparent your thought patterns. That's point number one, mind awareness. Point number two is mind control. Mind control. Now, we hear mind control, right? And we're like, ah, mind control, it's a cult, whatever. Okay, settle down. Uh, I'm talking about controlling your own thoughts. Amen? Mind control. Uh, it, let me go back. It says, uh, um, oh, I was right. Okay. Often we can feel like a victim, right, to our feelings and thoughts. We can feel like they're a runaway train. If you're anything like me, you can feel that way. Colossians 3, 2, though, says, set your mind. Be intent on the things above. It doesn't mean get your head in the clouds. It means intentionally getting your head out of the clouds, the cloud of the world, and into the truth of God's word. Set your minds. Philippians uses a word, a Greek word, that I have grown to love. I love Jesus, I love the Spirit, and I love this word. It's called phroneo. It's used 21 times in the book of Philippians alone by the Apostle Paul. The word means to set your mind, to think, to direct your feelings and your thoughts toward God. In other words, Paul is saying you're not a victim to your feelings and thoughts. You can channel those thoughts, a direction. Um, for example, I just want to do a quick example, and we'll look at this throughout the book of Philippians. But in Philippians chapter 2, he says, Complete my joy by being of the same mind. That's the word for neo. Having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. That's the world's thinking. Uh, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. The world says, no, count yourself better than everyone else, okay? What about my needs, all right? That's the mind of the flesh. Um, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind, phroneo, among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Boy, if, what would the, what, how the world would change if we adopted this mind 
And if we channeled our thoughts toward this mind, then the mind of look out for ourselves. So what are we doing? We're reprogramming our thought patterns. You know, I was reintroduced to this idea in an adoption class. We had to take this idea of neuroplasticity. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a mind scientist, okay? I'm just, I just Google searched, okay? I'm a Google searchist uh, here. But there is this principle of neuroplasticity that God created the mind to be able to heal itself. And we saw of a child of trauma, we saw an MRI of the mind, or CAT scan, whatever it is, of that mind at a young age in a healthy mind in its activity, and it was night and day different. It's so scary and sad what goes on. But the message was one of hope because the mind itself can create new neural pathways. It can create, it can heal itself. It can fill itself. It can renew itself. That's the way God created it. But we have to join that process through setting our minds, channeling them toward a direction. Okay? So mind control, all right? And then lastly, mind renewal. Mind renewal. Mind is, our minds are continually barraged with anxiety and discouragement triggers. I have to, I, I, it's like, it's not that hard to get my mind going down a dark path. That's why you've got to be okay with this isn't a one-time-for-all-time thing. Every day, every hour, every minute to renew our minds, a continual renewal. renewal. Um, this is, um, how do we renew our minds? Uh, real quick, some, some, take a picture of this, think about this. First of all, the grace of God. The grace of God. That my thought pattern that went dark there, the, the interruption is not, no, you are a good preacher. The interruption is the grace of God. Amen? That's where it starts. The grace of God. Bible study. You're going to renew your mind, you've got to get in the word of God. You've got to let this counteract your dark thought patterns. Just time spent in the Word of God. Soak your mind. Marinate it in the Word of God. It's already marinated in the world. It's already marinated in social media. It's already marinated in the news. It's already marinated in your dark thought patterns. Break that by getting in the Word of God. Look what it did to Emily. It was just, I get in the Bible. I don't even know which one to get. Oh my goodness, you know. But just getting in the Word. Prayer. David said, renew in me a steadfast spirit. He's asking God through prayer to renew my mind. Journaling. For me, once I start to write, it's, somehow, it's amazing how instantly issues can be separated. Journaling and practicing that. Uh, thought transparency. This is the value of one another relationships. This is the value of counseling professionally. This is the value of the mental health world. Amen? Uh, uh, the mental health world is good. Now, not... We need the scriptures, you know, like what Emily was sharing about how Al-Anon actually is lining up directly with the Word of God. Actually, it's from the Word of God, but let's not say that because some people won't accept it, okay? But mental health, counseling, getting outside your own head, this is what I call thought transparency. I get the most help when I says, here's kind of what I'm thinking, what are reflect off that, bounce off that, and the people who know me will be like, yeah, you're kind of in your pattern, dude. Uh, stop, okay? Get behind me, Satan. Amen. All right, okay? Thought transparency, and I'm always going to talk about Sabbath. One of the reasons we're so 
anxious and discouraged and depressed as we're just exhausted. But our minds are exhausted. Our souls are exhausted. You need a time where you stop, cease, and let yourself rest. I, uh, 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 Elijah was so exhausted, he like slept for two days. He, needed, he was neglecting his rhythms of life. Sabbath, okay? Amen? Um, let's dive into our study of Philippians. Read ahead. As we study the mind of Paul and of Christ and of the Spirit, let's become aware of our own thought patterns, our own stories. Let's practice good mind control, not bad mind control, but good, healthy mind control where we direct our, set our minds uh, on things above and be transformed by a continual spiritual renewal. And we, regardless of our circumstances, can join the Apostle Paul living a life of peace and joy. Amen?